Matt Cross hit one of the clutchest shots that you will see in college basketball this year as the Louisville Cardinals went into Raleigh and defeated the NC State Wolfpack on Saturday. We're going to talk about that men's basketball win along with the volleyball team advancing to the Sweet 16 and the women's basketball team ending the week with a solid win against Belmont all right here on this episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Also want to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked on Mobile podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, including on YouTube, your team every day. Look, there's a lot of uncertainty regarding the Louisville Athletics Department. Um, a lot of speculation going on right now. There is a board of trustees meeting to, set to discuss personnel matters this evening at 5 o'clock Eastern. Look, I'm not going to speculate on any of that um, just now. We'll wait till some more stuff comes out before we talk about it on this show. I want to talk about what we do know, and, and that is um, in terms of the athletics department, there was a good weekend across a handful of different sports. Um, the Louisville men's basketball team edging out the NC State Wolfpack on Saturday to claim their first ACC win of the season, 73-68. We'll talk about the key takeaways from that contest, and then we'll transition over into volleyball, who defeated UIC and Ball State over the weekend to advance to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about that matchup with Florida, along with some storylines in that one. And then finally, we'll end the show with some women's basketball talk following a big blowout win over Michigan on uh, earlier this week. They concluded the week with a win over Belmont on Sunday afternoon. We'll talk about the key takeaways from that matchup. Before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Um, you can follow my personal Twitter in the handle in the graphic below. And you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it. Matt Cross, what a shot. Um, was one of probably the most clutchest shots for the Louisville basketball program in the past 10 years. Uh, Dre Davis couldn't have put the ball any better uh, into Matt Cross's bread basket, and Matt uh, did what he does best, and that is shoot the ball very well from behind the arc. Um, the shot clock was at about two. There's about 30 seconds to go, and it was a very ballsy play call. I, I will say that. It took a lot of guts to make that call, um, but perfect execution on the Cardinals end, and the team was able to come out with a victory. Now, this was a an interesting game because the – the Louisville Cardinals really got things going at the end of that first half, and they went into halftime with a 14-point lead, and then chaos chaos broke out. Um, NC State came roaring back early on in the second period, and things got really interesting. And at one point, Louisville uh, took turns with NC State, you know, going back to a five-point deficit for the Cards, but. Noah Locke able to hit a key three that tied the game up late in the second half. And then the rest is history with Matt Cross uh, hitting a shot 
uh, in the corner as well. But very solid win. Um, some some key takeaways for this game. I, I think that we're still kind of waiting for Louisville to put together a full performance, a full good performance. There's been stretches in multiple games in the past two weeks to where this team has shown examples of extreme brilliance. And you, you see the potential of where the offense can go, the defense and the Effort on and intensity on that end of the court has always kind of been there, and I think that that kind of uh, helps to bridge over the lulls on the offensive side of the ball. But some of those offensive issues reared their ugly head again on the road here in Raleigh on Saturday. Like I mentioned, a 14-point lead pretty much evaporated five minutes into the second half and just kind of continuing that trend that Louisville's kind of struggled to hold on to leads. So... Overall, I thought that, you know, a win is a win is a win, especially on the conference. These wins start to pile up. As I mentioned, this was almost a must win for the Cards. The Cardinals, um, shout out to my buddy Alan Thomas over there at the State of Louisville. Uh, he tweeted out uh, after the game that Louisville now has three quadrant one wins, which ties the amount that they had all last season. That was a tidbit that I was not aware of. And that just goes to show you, you know, how important the early portion of this season is. Although this team may not be able to put it all together right away in terms of rotations, in terms of chemistry, etc. Being able to get these wins, especially on the road, really bodes well for the cards come tournament time. Uh, you can never have too many wins. But there's a couple of things that kind of made me... It, it, it brought some concern again. Number one is the... Struggles for Jalen Withers continue. Only 17 minutes played for the cards. That is the lowest out of any of the starters by far. Only had three points. He was one for six from the field, 0 for two from behind the arc. He did have six rebounds to go with two personal fouls, turn the ball over once. But at the end of the day, for those looking for Jalen Withers to turn the corner in this one, it wasn't going to happen. Um, that's kind of something that we'll have to keep a close eye on because he came into this season. Jalen Withers was one of those players that, hey, could end up being an all-ACC uh, type selection, could end up playing himself maybe into first-round consideration of the NBA draft. But right now through eight games, we're just not seeing at all what we saw last year. And I, I wonder, you know, I posed this question to Jeremy Wallman last Wednesday does Jalen Withers need to go back at the five like he did last year when Malik Williams was hurt to get the most out of him to maximize his um, impact on the court? It just looks it, it it looks like he's almost out of position and he's got the skill set to be able to play the stretch big as the four, but necessarily hasn't found his footing. Um, kind of, I'm not going on to say you know the effort and stuff is there is is not there, but. It just seems like the difference from where we saw Withers last year to where he is through the first eight games. I mean, it's alarming. You know, I tried to chalk it up as some early season rust, but as of right now, he's in a big rut, and um, he's going to have to get out of that soon because it, it remains a tough schedule for the month of December before the team inevitably hops into conference play full-time. So Jalen Withers not necessarily playing all that well it is one of the takeaways that we have to focus on the key reaction. Um, I, I thought that the, the team shot well from deep air, 11 for 28, just under 40% from the three-point line. Um, NC State, they were 28.6% from the three-point line. They held uh, Darion Seaborn to 11 points in the game, four of 13 field goals. Um, 
just so happens uh, Helms, Hayes, Smith all scored over 15 points. A key tidbit that I found very interesting is the fact that NC State got zero points out of their bench players. In fact, only two played over 13 minutes per game, and that was a pass and Allen. Ross and Gibson came in and played two and four minutes respectively. So all of the contributions pretty much came from the starting five for the NC State Wolfpack. Um, and when you look at Louisville, uh, you know, th- five players in double digits, Malik Williams with 14 and 11, Dre Davis had 11, Noah Locke with 12, L. Ellis with 11, Matt Cross with 13. You know, we mentioned coming into this matchup that, hey, we needed to see, you know, if, if we don't have a number one scoring option, okay, but you're going to have to have multiple guys step up. That's what happened against NC State. I felt like, um, you know, it's just a matter of staying on the gas for, you know, all 40 minutes. And, you know, I feel like a lot of that will come, you know, finding out the rotations, finding out um, getting through some chemistry walls and stuff like that. But, you know, some of the same issues, um, bad shot selection, turning the ball over, um, going through some scoring droughts in the worst of times, you know, kind of came about in that second half. And luckily the Cards were able to escape with a win. I think the main takeaway from this one is the fact that the Cards, you know, played uh, – you know, far from perfect, but we're able to, you know, grind out a win on the road against a very solid NC State team. And that's something that can't be overlooked as, yes, sometimes wins aren't pretty. Sometimes losses aren't ugly. I mean, at the end of the day, you take it and move on. But ultimately, you know, some of these issues we still look to get resolved throughout. So, um, you know, the cards will... Host DePaul on Friday evening. Um, DePaul just suffered the first loss of the season. We'll preview that matchup as the week goes on. I want to focus on the Louisville Volleyball team now in the Sweet 16 after a very successful week. And we're going to talk about what the team did over the weekend after we talk about our friends at Prize Picks. Um, if you are a college football fanatic or a college sports fanatic in general, you need to hear about prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I love it. And I know you will too. It is, it offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the power five, as well as mid majors that you might not have ever heard of prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown all of those that deposit and use the promo code locked on will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to $100. Um, so basically you'll pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's literally just you versus the projected numbers. It also allows mixed sports entries. So for example, you can take the over on Justin Herbert and you can buy them with the under on Mike Trout in the same entry. Be sure to use the award winning app on both the app store and Google play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's safe. It offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com right now and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right. So the Louisville volleyball team handle business, uh, not really surprising to anyone, but um, two sweeps over the weekend, which, you know, is what we expected from this team. So they defeated UIC in three on, I think it's Friday on Thursday, Friday. No, it's Friday. I'm sitting here losing my taste, but um, a 3-0 sweep against UIC in that first one. It really wasn't all that big of a contest for the cards. Uh, DeBeer, Chausse, Ico Jones combined for um, just under uh, 35 kills each. 
uh, each uh, combined. Uh, Maya Tillman had six blocks. Anna Stevenson with four. Tori Dilfer with four. The net presence was very key for the cards against uh, University of Illinois, Chicago. And then Ball State, that matchup came. It was the matchup of the Cardinals. Kind of got interesting in that first set. Uh, Louisville won 29-27 to in the first set. But after that, it, it was pretty much smooth sailing for the home team. 25-11, to 25-19 to after that. Um, it really was just kind of um, full dominance put on display. Iko Jones, Anna DeBeer, Anna Stevenson, um, 10, 9, and 7 kills respectfully. And, um, you know, like I mentioned, that that net presence defensively, Anna Stevenson had five blocks, Tori Dilfer with three, Iko Jones with three. So they move on to the Sweet 16 this Thursday for a 1 o'clock first serve at Freedom Hall. And I got to be honest, 1 o'clock for the number one overall seed, Seeded volleyball team is kind of outlandish to me. Um, the fact that it wasn't going to be uh, a primetime game just kind of rubs me the wrong way. But, you know, oh, well, you can't really complain. They're in the Sweet 16. They take on the number 16th ranked Florida Gators, who come into this matchup with a overall 22-8 and record. Looking into what they've been able to do this season, they've got some big-time ranked wins uh, throughout the year. They beated a top opponent in Minnesota early on in the year. Um, moving forward, they beat in Tennessee um, earlier in November. But in terms of their losses, some teams that Louisville has beaten that um, Florida has lost to most recently, the last series of the season for the Gators lost uh, in 3-0 sweeps, respectfully, in back-to-back matches against the Kentucky Wildcats, who Louisville beat in five sets. Um, they also have a loss to LSU, Mississippi State at Florida State, who the Cards defeated 3-0. Uh, they lost to Baylor 3-1, Stanford 3-1. So, um, you know, there was some controversy heading into the season, or not the season, but the tournament, asking if Florida should have been ranked. Um, I wanted to kind of get a, a glimpse of what the Gators would uh, bring to the table because, I, you know, I'm not one to really look ahead to matchups, but I kind of wanted to to peek ahead to what the Sweet 16 could be like for the Cardinals and Judging just upon um, some social media platforms and some volleyball forums, it, it was very clear that the decision to uh, put Florida as the last-ranked seed didn't kind of mull over well with some fan bases, which, I mean, it happens. I mean, any fan base that gets snubbed is obviously going to think that their respective team should have made it in into the uh, national ranking but it, um, you know, the Florida Gators stumbled in that last week into the Kentucky Wildcats. So they will uh, take on them on Thursday. Florida comes with two sweeps, uh, first to Florida A&M and next to Miami of Florida. So on the other side of the bracket, we look ahead. I'm not, you know, wanting to jump the gun and say, okay, here's what's going to happen in the Elite Eight. But assuming that the Cardinals make it into the final eight field. They will take on the winner of Ohio State, which is the eighth, oh, I'm sorry, the ninth seed, and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jack is the eighth seed. A very familiar foe for the Cardinals who have swept the Yellow Jackets uh, 3-0 in back-to-back matches, about first in Atlanta and then at l Federal Credit Union Arena. I will say, um, you know, familiarity might help the cards in this situation, but it is very tough to defeat a team three times in a row. 
uh, three times in one season, let alone. So going to be a very challenging match, whoever the volleyball team has to play. But I am, you know, definitely um, insisting that if you have nothing to do Thursday afternoon, I know a lot of people work, but um, tickets go on sale today. Um, whenever you're listening to this, they go on sale on Monday for um, general tickets for that match against Florida. But I'm going with the cards to win 3-1 in this matchup. Um, the good thing about Louisville is even when they do drop a set, we saw that both against Pittsburgh and we saw that against Notre Dame, is their ability to snap back into form, to be able to handle adversity and use it to you know their benefit um, is incredible. And I think that that is the, kind of the number one um, telltale sign of just a pure on dominant team an elite team is just how well they're able to handle the punches and I think that yeah Florida is a team that has shown that they can handle with the big dogs in the country they've got some pretty solid wins um, but when they've played you know formidable foes some familiar po- some um, constant and consistent foes that Louisville has played you know I- I'm not necessarily one to sit here and say okay because they beat because they lost to Kentucky and Louisville beat Kentucky it doesn't matter. Louisville's going to win. Same thing with Florida State. But what I am saying is you kind of get a, a glimpse, you know, just how dominant Kentucky was against uh, Florida in that um, in those two matches at the end of the season. Louisville's playing some very good volleyball. And um, you know, hopefully have, by this time next week, we'll be previewing the final four match up in Columbus for the Louisville volleyball team. But first serve set at Freedom Hall, 1 o'clock on Thursday when the number one Louisville volleyball team 30 and 0 on the season will take on the 22 and 8 number 16 seeded Florida Gators who have lost to some opponents that Louisville has um, you know beaten throughout the season going to be a very tough match regardless so let's transition into the final segment of the show with the women's basketball team ending the week with a solid win against the Belmont Bruins on Sunday afternoon at the KFC Yum Center before we talk about that I want to talk about our friends at Bet Online, Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the football season continues, the march to the playoffs, it remains your number one spot for all of the sports action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And bet online is where the game starts. Also want to talk to you about our friends at Built Bar. It is now uh, getting closer into Christmas and the holidays. Be sure to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness. Rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And there's just so many different flavors you can choose from, from raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies or cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that full extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something you need to keep going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Your friends with Santa? Well, that's good. Tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Um, to get this, I mean, you need to 
really keep in mind that people are very passionate about their Built Bar flavors. So yes, this is a season of peace and love, but don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavors at family parties. People may fight you for because they are so passionate. You don't want things to get out of hand. Do yourself a favor. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that is using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So final segment of the show, Louisville women's basketball team defeating the Belmont Bruins 80-66 to in the KFC Yum Center on Sunday afternoon with a – uh, you know, a very good week for the team, and I think that if anything, what this game showed us is the fact that just this team is truly balanced. You know, all throughout the rotation, Emily Inkstler, who had a very solid game against the Michigan Wolverines earlier in the week, um, didn't necessarily live up to what she did uh, just a couple of days ago, but did have a respectable nine points, eight rebounds, all. Five starters for the cards scored at least nine points. Olivia Cochran had 10 and 7. Haley Van Lith, 16 points, five rebounds. Kiana Smith, 14 points, five, re- or five assists. Chelsea Hall with 11 points. You look at what they got from the um, the bench production. Liz Dixon with eight. Marissa Russell with two. Alana Smith with six. Mikasa Robinson with four. Those are the only four on the bench that were able to find their way onto the score sheet. The first thing that jumps off the page for me, number one, is the fact that Haley Van Lith got going again. Um, Van Lith had struggled early on in the season, especially with, with her perimeter shot, and albeit she was only one for three in this contest today from behind the arc, but she led the way with a team-high 16 points. I thought that um, she was very solid in driving to the basket and finishing around the hoop um, using her frame. Although she's not the biggest guard, I was able to use um, her frame to um, you know get it up on the glass and put it through, and I thought that uh, she played extremely well uh, the, yesterday afternoon. Um, Kiana Smith, over 1,000 career points for her uh, career. Very solid from her. Um, it was funny they announced it at the Yum Center and they showed her face and you could just tell you know she was zoned in. There was a not even didn't even crack a smile. It seemed like uh, when that was um, announced, but some more of the same from Jeff Walls' squad against the Bruins. Defense turned to offense. I thought they did really well at guarding the Bruins in the first three quarters. The last quarter, Belmont was able to. Uh, Cut the lead. Um, Louisville led by over 20 in this game. Uh, Belmont outscored the Cards 22 to 16 in the final period, and um, shot 31 percent. I'm sorry. Um, they shot yeah 31 percent from deep. Um, in the Cards shot 50 percent, only five for 10 from behind the arc for the Bruins. It was all um, Destiny Wells, uh, the five six sophomore point guard, um, had 19 points in this one. Seven turnovers, however. And then um, Bartley, um, Madison Bartley had 11 for the Bruins, and those were the only two in double figures. So there, there were some spots in, in, in the fourth quarter where Walls called timeout just because the play got a little sloppy. They were able to get some good reserve minutes in the third quarter. Liz Dixon, I thought, played really well in the offensive part of the game in the third quarter. But it kind of reaffirmed uh, what everyone thinks, and that's the fact that, yeah, Louisville just kind of doesn't have that number one score this year, and that's okay. But like for the men's basketball aspect of it, 
if you don't have the number one score, you have to have multiple players that step up. And you saw that on Sunday afternoon. I thought Haley Van Lith played her best game of the season so far um, all across the board. Kiana Smith played well. Olivia Cochran played well. Liz Dixon played well. Oh, Emily Inkstor, et cetera, et cetera. Chelsea Hall. Um, the thing that really just jumps out to me is the fact that this may be one of Jeff Walls' best defensive teams that he's had here at Louisville. I mean, they have everything you can ask for. They have the rim protection. I think that Liz Dixon is you know, an above-average rim protector. Uh, uh, Olivia Cochran um, is very good around the basket in terms of post-defense, and Emily Inksler. Is the is the best shot blocker on the team? Probably one of the better shot blockers in the ACC. Only at six foot one, on ball defense out on the perimeter, like we mentioned um, last week at the at the conclusion of the week, Louisville had been needing an athletic wing that could defend well, and you know slash Emily Inksler has been all that plus more for the Cardinals, um, a big addition to this team that goes. You know, beyond the box score, it is, you know, does this team wonders to have an athletic wing that can defend um, some premier players in college basketball. And then you have the, the guard defense up top. Mikasa Robinson is one of the better on ball defenders in the ACC. Chelsea Hall has proven to be very, very good defensively. Kiana Smith, Alana Smith, Haley Van Lith, etc. You know, one through five, this is a team that makes you work for your shot. And multiple times on Sunday, uh, Belmont is a team. Yes, uh, they're four and four now, but they beat, um, you know, they beat Ole Miss earlier in the season. You know, this is a team that is hung, you know, in games with some some key competition in the ACC as well. So, you know, a very respectable opponent, not necessarily one of the best teams in the nation, but, you know, a respectable opponent nonetheless. Uh, the, the women's basketball team will host Kentucky next Sunday. Um, currently ranked uh, number 10 when this episode comes out, but I would assume that they go up just a little bit in the re in the uh, the new AC or the new AP rankings. I can't speak today. But um very solid week for them with a win against Michigan 70 to 48 on Thursday evening. They turn around with a big win against Belmont on Saturday on Sunday afternoon. So um we're, we're starting to see this Jeff Walls team shake off rust a little bit. Uh, the defense has turned into good offense. They're doing well in transition. And, and I like I like the fact that um, you know you have Emily Ingsler as a uh, a pick and roll big so to speak. At, even at six foot one, she plays like a wing. She can um, use her length to you know kind of slide into being a big at, at at times and you know work in that pick and roll. I think that you know this team has so many ways that they can beat you in terms of offensive weapons, and it's going to be interesting as we get um, further into this December month. Kentucky is um, on the horizon, and quickly after that, UConn is also in the month of December. So we'll talk more about this Kentucky matchup later on in the week. Uh, probably it'll probably be a Friday episode, Thursday or Friday episode, one of the two. But we do we definitely will have you covered here on the Locked On Global Podcast. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to give a couple quick shout-outs. First to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Uh, there wasn't an episode this week, but you can find the most recent one with some good relevant information at cardinalsportszone.com. Also want to give a quick shout-out to the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert from Lee Sterling. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the Locked On Louisville show. Everyone have a great start to your week. Regardless of what happens um, in the coming days, you know, with the athletic department, um, you know, keep your head up and, but most importantly, go cards.